Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? If you have, the best answer for doing one is Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, posting, and distributing your podcast. Anchor is available to download for your Apple or Android devices, or you can go to anchor.fm. Best of all, it's 100% free and so easy to use. So what are you waiting for? If you want to start your own podcast, download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Anchor, the best way to make your podcast. Hey, this is Antonio Valenti from Reality Suite, and you're checking out the Bottom Line Podcast. Hey, what's going on? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. I hope you're doing well. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. Truly appreciate it. Hit us up on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at BottomLineWMCX. Don't forget to use hashtag BottomLine. Boy, oh boy, it's, uh, it's been a while since we've done an episode. It's been, uh, what, almost like two, three weeks since we last uploaded an episode. And once again, we do sincerely apologize for the uh, inconsistency that has been taking place over these past few weeks. If you haven't been following us on social media, number one, you should. Number two... You would know that, unfortunately, that uh, Neil, Austin, and myself have been going through some personal stuff, and we haven't been able to be as consistent with this podcast as we used to be. And unfortunately, as a result, um, Neil, due to being busy with Devil's State of Mind and due to him dealing with his own personal stuff, um, Neil, unfortunately, has uh, stepped down from this podcast. If you haven't seen the update, go on all social media and check for yourself. There are more details to that. And it does sting us a lot, but Austin and I are not going anywhere. We are still doing this podcast. We have a lot more great content coming your way very, very soon besides this episode. But we just want to say it right here, right now. Neil, again, I know you saw the video that we posted, but we want to say it right here in this episode. Thank you for everything that you contributed to this podcast. You are always welcome back as a guest anytime you want. We will not turn you down. And we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. So with that out of the way, boy, we got quite a bit of catching up to do, guys. Before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all audio platforms, include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. All right. So we got some New York sports to talk about in this episode, primarily with the Yankees and, unfortunately, the New York Giants. I want to start with the Yankees first because they made some news before the supposed uh, lockout is supposed to happen in a couple of weeks. And I have this article here from uh, Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees very, very well. So I want to give credit to Brian Hoke from the Yankees here. And in case you did not hear, um, the Yankees have released Clint Frazier, Rugnet Odor, and they also traded Tyler Wade to the Angels for a player to be named later or cash considerations. And this article by Brian Hoke explains everything you need to know. The Yankees released outfielder Clint Frazier and infielder Rubenet Odor on Tuesday, four days after the players were designated for assignment ahead of Major League Baseball's deadline to protect prospects from the upcoming Rule 5 draft. 
That 40-man roster crunch also prompted New York to designate infielder slash outfielder Tyler Wade for assignment. Wade was traded to the Angels on Monday in exchange for a player to be named later or cash considerations. Famously celebrated by general manager Brian Cashman for his legendary bat speed, Frazier was selected fifth overall in the 2013 draft and arrived as a key piece of the deadline trade that sent left-handed reliever Andrew Miller to Cleveland in 2016. Frazier's best season came in 2019 when he hit 267 slash 317 slash 49 with 12 homers and a career-high 69 games. His trajectory has been altered by various injuries, including lingering concussion effects following a 2018 crash into an outfield wall with an unspecified issues this past season that the club initially diagnosed as vertigo, including dizziness. Cashman said last week that he believed Frazier is close to being ready for spring training. Yankees manager Aaron Boone told reporters this week that he believes Frazier can still enjoy big league's success. Odor, who turns 28 in February, batted 202-286-379 with 15 home runs and 39 RBIs in 102 games for the Yankees this past season after being acquired from the Rangers in April. The Rangers remain responsible for nearly all of the $12.33 million that Odor is owed for the 2022 season. These moves allow the Yankees to protect five prospects from the Rule 5 draft, adding infielder Oswaldo Cabrera, right-hander Ron Maranacio, outfielder Everson Pereira, right-hander Stephen Ridings, and lefty J.P. Sears to their 40-man roster. Wade posted a farewell message to Yankees fans on Tuesday, saying on Twitter, quote, New York, the last nine years have been a dream. I can't thank the fans enough for embracing me and making me feel a part of the city. To all my teammates, I'm going to miss balling and competing with y'all. New York will always be a part of me. Listen, to say that I'm surprised by these moves is a bit inaccurate. I really am not surprised by these moves. And why is that? Why do you say that, Jimmy? Well, I say that because, A, well, maybe I am a bit surprised by Tyler Wade, considering the fact that he actually was playing very, very well this year when he actually had his shot. And for the past two weeks, he was batting like 400 and actually was hitting the baseball from left to right. And all of a sudden, the Yankees decided to bench him when he was red hot. I mean, come on. So I am a little bit surprised at that because he is a utility man. He can be played anywhere. But I wish Tyler Wade all the best. But I do understand why the Yankees released him and traded him to the Angels. As far as Frazier and Odor, I really cannot say I'm surprised. Let's look at Clint Frazier for a second. And I actually had a conversation with somebody on Facebook about this. And again, you can follow us on all social media at BottomLineWMCX. Somebody, and I forget the person's name exactly, and I'm not going to call out names because I'm not like that. They said to me, Frazier could not stay healthy for two games straight. He offered nothing. First of all, Two games is not true. He couldn't stay healthy for years. And part of that being the fact that, like I said before in the article by Brian Hoke, he had concussions and a plethora of other injuries that kept him off the field for quite some time. And when he was healthy, he never got the opportunity to play a lot. Imagine what that does to a player's confidence, knowing that they can't stay healthy. And when they are, they don't get in the lineup as much. Because if you think about it, Judge plays right field a lot. Gardner 
is still there. Hopefully, in my personal opinion, I think he's going to re-sign to at least a one-year deal or maybe a two-year deal because I know he wants to come back. And I know a lot of Yankee fans do not want to hear it because they think Brett Gardner should retire when in the second half of the year, he actually was really, really good. I know his batting average didn't say so. I know his power numbers dropped. But you got to remember, Brett Gardner was never about power. Never was about that. He was about batting average, and he's about speed. And at 38, he is still faster than half the players on the team. Okay? And with them losing Tyler Wade, he is now the fastest player on the team, barring that he doesn't sign. All right? So, look, I can get into the whole Brett Gardner, Brett Gardner conversation, but that's a whole different episode. But anyway, back to Clint Frazier. So, look, despite him being injured and him not playing as much because of that and not getting to his full potential, I can't say I'm surprised at this. I really, really can't. I mean, if you were, I've argued the same thing with Miguel Andujar with Neil. If you're not going to play Frazier and Andujar as much, why keep them on the roster? Why? You are wasting their careers. And so I hope and pray that Clint Frazier, A, stays healthy, and B, gets the opportunity he deserves to finally prove himself because he deserves it. Same with Miguel and Duhar. I'm surprised they actually kept Duhar on the roster. I thought they would have released him too, to be honest. But, hey, I guess they're confident that he can stay healthy enough where they need his bat in the lineup because, let's face it, he's really not that good of a defender. But his bat, boy, do they need his bat really, really bad in that lineup because he can be a major contributor to a playoff contending team. Notice I said playoff team and not World Series contender because – to be honest with you, unless they make wholesale changes, they ain't going to the World Series next year. So I'm just going to say that right here, right now. The Yankees will not be going to the World Series in 2022, barring any changes they make. All right. So, Clint Frazier, hope nothing for the best for you, my dude. Hopefully, you can prove your worth. As far as Odor is concerned, I'm also not surprised, but at the same time, I kind of am because. The, the amount of energy that he brought to the clubhouse was unlike anything I've ever seen in the past few years. He knew how to energize them. He knew how to energize the crowd. He was basically their hype man. And he was the guy who also did not play a lot. Now, look, I understand that, you know, he didn't really have his best batting average. He didn't bat a lot of runs in. But you know what? He had a lot of big hits, more than you would think. All right. He came, he came up clutch when the Yankees needed him to be, and he came through. So I am surprised at that factor, but I'm also not surprised because where was there going to be room for him on this roster? That tells me that they're going to make probably a big time free agent move, maybe make another trade before the lockout, hopefully before the lockout. But I really do hope there isn't a lockout, by the way. But even still, it looks like odds are there's going to be a lockout and a lot of teams can, the teams cannot do anything until that lockout is settled. But the bottom line for me is simply this. I'm not really surprised. I am a little bit more surprised with Odor given the fact that he did come up clutch and he brought a lot of energy to the Yankees, but I'm also not surprised because there was no room for him. Frazier, you're pretty much wasting his career and Wade. Listen, 
Neil has harped on Tyler Wade for a while, saying that he hasn't been that good. I harped on, on him a lot, but I've also said when given the chance, he can actually be a really good player. And again, he had his chance for two weeks in the middle of the season when he was batting 400, and all of a sudden the Yankees decided to stop playing him. Why? I will never, ever know. So I am a bit surprised with Tyler Wade, a bit surprised with Odor, but not so surprised with Clint Frazier. I do wish those three nothing but the best, and I really do hope that they can prove themselves because those three deserve it. All right, so now the New York Giants. What more can I say about this team? They suck. That, that, that's pretty much it. They suck. Can we move on now? No? I, I have to talk about them more? Ugh, all right, fine, whatever. I, 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 I'm struggling here because I really don't know what more I can say about this team other than they suck. I mean, what more do you want me to say? That everybody should be gone? Yeah, that's obvious. Gettleman needs to go. That's obvious. They already fired Jason Garrett. Thank God. I was wondering when they were, they were going to fire his ass because he has no business being an offensive coordinator. His play calling was terrible. And at this point, Jones needs to go. I get it. The offensive line has is still not good, and he's not protecting Jones enough. But I'm sorry. Jones is not a good quarterback, at least not a starting quarterback. He's better as a backup, maybe a third stringer at best. I'm sorry, but at this point, the turnovers are just too much for me. Now, again, I know that contributes to receivers and tight ends dropping the ball and you know, tipping it off their fingertips and the other guy intercepts it. I understand that. But there are also some points that where I saw in the game against Tampa Bay, where, by the way, they lost 30 to 10. There are some points in the game where I saw that he threw a boneheaded interception instead of taking a sack. Why? Because you're trying to make a big play? That's called trying too hard, man. It's called trying too hard. Just take the sack. If you just take the sack, it's better than throwing a boneheaded interception where your turnover numbers can go can keep going up. I don't want that. I want to see a quarterback. Look, Daniel Jones has a lot of athletic ability. I am not questioning that. He can throw one hell of a football. He can run despite the fact that he also can lose his footing. He trips sometimes, but that's beside the point. Daniel Jones is very athletic. Nobody is denying that. I'm not denying it. But the turnovers are a huge issue for him. And again, Neil has said it best. Who out of Duke has been good in the NFL? The answer is nobody. Nobody. So I'm sorry. Bottom line for me is at this point, I know I've defended the kid a ton. But at this point, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Now, again, I know they haven't fixed the offensive line. I know you're going to tell me that. But even still, I'm sorry. Daniel Jones is not the answer for this team. I heard something really ridiculous. I forget exactly. I think it was Mike Tannenbaum who said it on ESPN. That he would rather go with Ryan Fitzpatrick than Daniel Jones. 
really? Really? That's where we're going. A, Ryan Fitzpatrick is hurt. Who knows when he's coming back? Okay. Now, I understand that Ryan Fitzpatrick can win you games. He can also lose you games. And by lose, I mean really, really lose you games. Fitzpatrick is a smart dude. He is a really smart guy. But I'd rather put up with another year of Daniel Jones than Ryan Fitzpatrick. If this is where we're going to resort to, why even bother going to the Giants? And look, I'll just say it right here, right now. Who the hell would even want to come to the Giants and play? At this point, if we're talking about right now, the Giants are not a destination franchise. Now, I know what you're going to tell me. Oh, well, there's going to be three major quarterbacks. that are going to be three free agents this year. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, etc. I understand that. But do you really think, in all seriousness, as nice as it would be to have either of those quarterbacks on the Giants, do you really think they're going to come here? No, I don't think so. Now, look. This team has talent. They do. The talent should be a lot better than their record. They're three and seven right now, Thomas recording. So the fact that the talent has not shown up on the field is a travesty. Kenny Galladay looks like a waste of money right now. Evan Ingram still can't catch a football, although he has been catching it a lot more this year, but he still sucks in my opinion. Kyle Rudolph is hurt. Barkley has not been healthy, and he's still not healthy, I can tell, because he has not been himself. And again, Daniel Jones is too turnover prone. I'm sorry. The offensive line is in shambles, and the defense is not what it used to be, especially James Bradbury, who has had an awful season. James Bradbury is not having a great season. I'm sorry. He's just not. Nate Solder still sucks, okay? And let me talk about Joe Judge for a minute. Because I don't know if you heard what he said in his uh, press conference on Monday after the game against Tampa. I loved every single word that he said. I loved it. And that's exactly why I think the Giants are going to keep him around despite what happens in the offseason. Because it's messages like that that make me think this is going to be the guy. Yes, I understand he's on the hot seat right now, but when you say things like that, where you don't expect the fans to be patient and that you're not proud of where your team's at right now, I think the Giants are keeping him for the long run. Now, would it shock me if he got fired, if they brought a new in a new GM? No, it wouldn't shock me at all because maybe he doesn't like Joe Judge. Who knows what's going to happen in the offseason? But in my opinion, no matter who they hire as the new GM, because Gettleman has to go, he's straight garbage at this point. He's always been garbage. The Giants are going to keep Joe Judge, in my opinion. They already fired Jason Garrett, so who knows what's next to come. But look, the bottom line for me is simply this. The New York football Giants, a once proud organization, has been to two Super Bowls in 2007 and 2011. They won both of them. But other than that, they have made the playoffs one time or twice since 2008. 
That was the wild card game against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I get it. It's the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. I understand that. But 2016 was the last playoff appearance by the Giants. Where have things gone since then? All downhill. Oh, and by the way, that 2016 season was when Ben McAdoo was their head coach. Okay? Don't get me started on him. But again, the bottom line is the Giants suck. The Jets also suck, but that's a whole different discussion for another day. New York football is just in shambles right now. And I'm expecting this offseason to have drastic changes. They have to clean house and start all over again, which is going to suck for me and a lot of Giants fans out there. But it has to happen. It has to happen. Because clearly there is no winning mentality right now for anybody. Anybody. Nobody is trying. Period. So the New York Giants have to make wholesale changes. They got to get everybody out. With the exception of Joe Judge, in my opinion. Joe Judge can stay. But everybody else, see ya. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. All right, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. I know there weren't a lot of pleasantries, but I just had to get a lot of stuff off my chest before Thanksgiving hits. Let me know what you think about the Yankees moves and what the Giants need to do from here. Let us know on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Bottom Line, WMCX. And please do not forget to use hashtag Bottom Line. If you like what you saw slash heard, make sure you hit that subscribe button on all audio platforms, as well as on YouTube, and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode. Be sure to include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Please be safe, be careful. Oh, and if you are going Black Friday shopping on Friday, please be extra careful. Me personally, I would do it online if I was you, but that's totally up to you. More power to you if you want to go out and do it. But please be extra careful and have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families and friends and loved ones. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast. See you in the next episode. Peace and take care.